hear this? Now, we just read the scriptures of what God actually told him to do and what he did. What is Rabbi Khan talking about? I'm going to back this up a little bit so we can listen to that again. He rose to the throne in the time of the nation's fall from God. He made an alliance with the religious conservatives of the land to get power. He came to power after defeating the nation's former first lady. And then he... I'm, I'm still looking for this in the scripture. Where does it say he made an alliance with the conservatives in the land? It, it, it doesn't say this. So they threw her down and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses and he trod her underfoot. This is Jehu, whom this Rabbi Khan is talking about, giving a negative word over, and he's also equating this to be with President Trump. This makes absolutely no sense why Rabbi Khan is doing this. It makes no sense because what is being portrayed in this story does not make any sense. Well, hello there, Radiant Fire Radio. This is your host, Christopher, and I am talking about the days of warning from Rabbi Khan. This is a video that has been re-released. It's re-released from last year. Somebody decided to re-release it this year on the 22nd of November. And today, at this particular point in time, I want to talk to the terminal generation about really having the spirit of discernment when it comes to listening at preachers and ministers and men and women of the cloth. And you need to have this discernment, not for the purpose of ridiculing someone and putting them down, but you need to understand if they're doing things on purpose, if they're intentionally trying to deceive you, or if they just are making an honest mistake. And I've talked about Rabbi Khan before because the first thing that struck me wrong about his paradigm uh, teaching book on President Trump and the Harbingers is that some of the patterns that he's trying to make fit don't fit. And I'm not going to go into that today other than to talk about this pattern where he's talking about Jehu in the Bible. Um, I want to open up with Second Kings, I believe it is, where Jehu's actually found in the scriptures, Second Kings 9. And it talks about what Jehu does. First of all, for those of you who don't know, you remember when, it is funny that this is coming up. You remember when Elijah, J-A-H, the prophet was in the cave and he was crying out to God. He was telling God that I'm the only one left. And God said, no, you're not, Elijah. There's 7,000 who've not bowed their knee to Baal. And I want you to get up, go anoint, uh, go anoint. Another prophet to take your place, can't remember his name right now, but he also said, go anoint Jehu to be king in Ahab's place. So this Jehu that we're going to hear Rabbi Khan talk about in his presentation, Rabbi Khan really makes Jehu sound like he's a clown. 
but this is not what the scriptures are saying. Rabbi Khan alludes to a, a Jewish teaching, a Jewish belief that Jehu was a wild man, uh, just, just impulsive, impetuous, but I don't see that in the scripture. So let's look at 2 Kings, and we're going to be starting at chapter 9. This is 9, verse 1. And Elisha, the prophet, called one of the children of the prophets and said unto him, Gird up your loins and take this box of oil in your hand and go to Ramoth Gilead. When you come thither, look out there, Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nishi, Nimshi, and go in and make him arise up from among his brethren and carry him to an inner chamber. Then take the box of oil and pour it on his head and say, thus saith the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then open the door and flee and tarry not. So you, we see here that God has anointed and appointed this Jehu to be king over Israel in the place of Ahab. Now, when you're looking through 2 Kings uh, chapter 9 and chapter 10, I have some subtitles here that says what Jehu did. And I highly encourage you to read that in, in your leisure. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this because when you see what Jehu actually did and when you hear what Rabbi Khan describes Jehu as, some things aren't lining up. So in verse 14, it says, So Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nishi, conspired against Jor Joram. Now Joram have kept Ramoth Gilead, he and all Israel, because of Haziel, king of Syria. But King Joram was returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds which the Syrians had given him. When he fought with Haziel, king of Syria, and Jehu said, If it be your minds, then let none go forth nor escape out of the city to go to tell it in Jezreel. So Jehu rode a chariot, went to Jezreel for Joram, lay there, and Ahaziah, king of Judah, was come down to see Joram. Long story short in here, God told Jehu to kill Joram because his sins were greater than his father Ahab's. And Jehu did what God told him to do. Verse 27, I'm skipping ahead. This has a subtitle of Jehu assassinates Ahaziah. But when, when Ahaziah, the king of Judah, saw this, he fled by the way of the garden house, and Jehu followed after him and said, Smite him also in the chariot. And they did so at the going up to Gur, which is by Iblim. And he fled to Megiddo and died there. Jehu assassinates Jezebel. And when Jehu was come to Jezebel, Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she painted her face and tied, tired her head and looked out the window. And as Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, Had Zimri peace who slew his master? And he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And there looked out to him 
two or three eunuchs. And he said, throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses, and he trod her underfoot. This is Jehu, whom this Rabbi Khan is talking about, giving a negative word over, and he's also equating this to be with President Trump. This makes absolutely no sense why Rabbi Khan is doing this. It makes no sense because what is being portrayed in this story does not make any sense. Let's go over to 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 18. And I'm going to read this because you need to understand what Jehu actually did. And if he was a wild man, he was impetuous. And, and as Rabbi Khan says, if he was going to be a, a tweeter, this is what he was doing, which God told him to do. 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 18. And Jehu gathered all the people together and said unto them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu shall serve him much. Now therefore call unto me all the prophets of Baal, all his servants, and all his priests. Let none be wanting, for I have a great sacrifice to do to Baal. Whosoever shall be wanting, he shall not live. But Jehu did it in subtlety to the intent that he might destroy the worshipers of Baal. So Jehu, if he was this impetuous and out of control, he was pretty smart. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew how he was going to do it. And he lured, when you read this story, he lured all of the Baal worshipers into one place and he killed them all. Let's finish reading. Verse 20. And Jehu said, Proclaim a solemn assembly for Baal. And they proclaimed it. And Jehu sent through all Israel, and all the worshipers of Baal came, so that there was not a man left that came not. And they came into the house of Baal, and the house of Baal was full from one end to another. And he said unto him that was over the vestry, Bring, bring forth vestments for all the worshipers of Baal. And he brought them forth vestments. And Jehu went, and Jehonadab the son of Rechab, into the house of Baal, and said unto the worshippers of Baal, Search, and look, that there be here with you none of the servants of the Lord, but the worshippers of Baal only. Verse 24, And when they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings, Jehu appointed fourscore men without, and said, If any of the men whom I have brought into your hands escape, he that letteth him go, his life shall be for the life of him. So Jehu's intent, his plans, his purpose was to kill everything that served and worshiped Baal. And he, he fulfilled that purpose. Verse 25. And it came to pass as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering that Jehu said to the guard and to the captains, go in and slay them. Let none come forth. And they smote them with the edge of the sword, and the guard and the captains cast him out, and went to the city of the house of Baal. And they brought forth the images of, out of the house of Baal and burned them. So not only did he kill these people who were worshiping Baal, he made sure he destroyed the items that Baal had and that they were worshiping too. Verse 27. 
and it broke down the image of Baal and broke down the house of Baal and made it a draught house unto this day. Thus Jehu destroyed Baal out of Israel. How be it from the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, Jehu departed not from after them, to wit, the golden calves that were in Bethel and that were in Dan. And the Lord said unto Jehu, because you have done well in executing that which is right in my eyes and has done unto the house of Ahab according to all that was in my heart, your children of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel. God made a promise to Jehu because he did what he told him to do. He killed all the Baal worshipers. He killed all the false prophets. All of those people who served King Ahab, King Jezebel, and doing this evil. Verse 31, but Jehu took no heed to walk in the law of the Lord God of Israel. This is the only thing that I see that Jehu did wrong. After he did all of this wonderful, marvelous works for the Lord, he didn't walk in the right ways of the Lord himself. He departed not from the sins of Jeroboam, which made Israel to sin. Verse 31 of 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 18. Look at what he did. I want you to listen at what Rabbi Khan says, because what he says does not make any sense whatsoever. Let's piece this together. I'm going to share something with you that comes from actually a different book, what I wrote called The Paradigm, but they came to pass after the book, even this year. The Paradigm speaks of the template of, of a nation's fall and the leaders who rise up and the dates. Now, I think it would be a safe assumption that Donald Trump is probably not studying the original Hebrew of Scripture, but he has been following a template without knowing of Jehu. Jehu was a wild man, Im impulsive. You never knew what he was going to do or say. Where was this in the scriptures, Rabbi Khan? Because I didn't read that in 2 Kings 9, 10, and 11. Where are you getting this from? Terminal generation, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. He's making it up as he goes. This makes no sense. If they had tweeting back then, I'm sure he would have been tweeting. But he never knew. He was wild. He rose to the throne in the time of the nation's fall from God. He made an alliance with the religious conservatives of the land to get power. He came to power after defeating the nation's former first lady. You hear this? Now, we just read the scriptures of what God actually told him to do and what he did. What is Rabbi Khan talking about? I'm going to back this up a little bit so we can listen to that again. He rose to the throne in the time of the nation's fall from God. He made an alliance with the religious conservatives of the land to get power. He came to power after defeating the nation's former first lady. And then he I'm, I'm still looking for this in the scripture. Where does it say he made an alliance with the conservatives in the land? It, it, it doesn't say this. He entered the capital city with an agenda to drain the swamp. Jehu's reign... Jehu did what the Lord told him to do, which was to kill everything that served and worshiped Baal. President Trump didn't do this. I don't see how there's a comparison between President Trump and Jehu. It was framed by an event in the nation's capital. It was this. 
he called for an assembly in the capital city. On that day, those, many who, those who supported him laid siege to a building in the capital. A great capital building. It's actually a national temple. On January 6th, President Trump called for an assembly in the capital city. So you hear what he's saying? He's saying because Jehu told these people to go into the city and to lay siege to it. And this is not what the story said. The story said, we're going to have a solemn assembly for Baal. We're going to come and mourn Baal. We're going to worship Baal. This is what Jehu did. These are two totally different things than what Rabbi Khan is talking about, which again, does, doesn't make any sense. But so now Rabbi Khan is extending this story, exaggerating this story, and saying President Trump did the same exact thing. No, he didn't. On that day, his supporters laid siege to the nation's Capitol building. At the end of that week, the Capitol Police announced they had arrested those involved. The number of people they gave publicly announced was, they said, 80 people. In the biblical account of Jehu's supporters who stormed the, capital, the, the building in the Capitol, the number in the Bible is given, it was 80 men. The significance of that... I don't remember reading that in the scriptures. Um, I don't know where he got this number 80 from. I don't know why he's trying to make this tie to President Trump. Terminal generation, there's, there's something off with this whole thing. And the crazy part about this message is if you look at, if you listen at everything else that he talks about in this message, it makes complete sense. It, it, it lines up with scripture, it lines up with Bible. But this one part doesn't fit, but he's trying to make it fit. Siege. In the reign of Jehu, is in the Bible, it represented a victory for Jehu against the temple of Baal and the force of Baal. But in the modern case, it's the opposite. It didn't represent the beginning, it represented the end. It was the victory of the forces of Baal. You see, on that day, a new government was voted into power that endorsed the killing of children, Baal. The ways of immorality, Baal. The encroaching of God's people, Baal. We are now living in the days of the reign of Baal. We are definitely living in the days of the reign of Baal. It, it, it's, it makes no sense whatsoever. The things that are going on behind the scenes. I want you to listen to this terminal generation. I want you to understand that there are people who are in the body of Christ who are set there by the enemy to deceive and to trick. I don't know if this is the full case of Rabbi Khan. I don't understand. There's, there's some things that just do not line up that he says. And I just want you to be aware of this. Thanks for listening. Hello? Can somebody hear me? This is Montana Civil Defense. Come in here, calling Raven. Come on, Raven. Come in here, calling Raven. Come in here to Raven. Talk to me, We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, 
Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later.